0: Red Sox fans grew to love him in 2023, but will he be in a Boston uniform next year? Tune in to today's episode of Locked On Red Sox, where we analyze the return of Justin Turner to the Red Sox in 2024. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. hello and welcome to locked on red sox part of the locked on podcast network your team every day i'm your host gabby hurlbutt former espn social media associate and current host of the boston balling podcast here to bring you the latest in all things boston red sox monday through friday straight to your favorite podcast feed for free speaking of free Sirius XM also has you covered for free. Just download the SXM app and search Red Sox and you can get the home broadcast of every Red Sox game. So you don't have to miss a single pitch of Red Sox baseball. And it's going to be a fun ride next year in 2024. Speaking of 2024, who's going to take over in the front office as the chief baseball officer after the recent firing of Heim Bloom? There has been a lot. Of stir and rumors going around about potential candidates to take over. But one person in particular seems to be standing out as the front runner right now. So I'm going to be going over what he can possibly bring to the Red Sox in that position on today's episode. I'm also going to be discussing a current player on this Red Sox team that everybody fell in love with. He had a great season in Boston, opened up a little bit about his potential future. With the Boston Red Sox. So that's all on today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Red Sox. Thank you for making it your first listen of every day. As the Red Sox begin their search for a new chief baseball officer to take over the role that Heim Bloom was in. There have been quite a few names that have gone around as potential options to take over. I've gone over on the show a few of those options, but I wanted to just enlighten you to another potential candidate because this candidate seems like somebody who the Red Sox are aggressively pursuing. And so I wanted to just talk a little bit about why he could be a good fit. One of the potential options at one point was currently working for the Diamondbacks in Mike Hazen. Um, he's their general manager currently, but he basically announced that he would like to stay put there. He doesn't want to move around. He has kids and he seems to have established his life in Arizona and likes where he's at. So the Diamondbacks would not allow an interview with him the Red Sox if they were to reach out and ask so that option appears to be off the table but another option that seems to be emerging as a top choice candidate right now for the Red Sox is Sam Fould. Sam Fould basically is the Philadelphia Phillies bright vice president and general manager right now. Um, and he ironically reports to the president of baseball operations, which is Dave Dombrowski. So he already works for somebody who is familiar with Boston and had spent a lot of time in Boston. Um, it's interesting because Fould is a New Hampshire native. So he grew up a Red Sox fan, which already alone is a big plus for somebody that you want to be in this type of position because. You want somebody who's passionate and somebody who's passionate about the game is different from somebody who's passionate about the specific team and fooled being the Red Sox fan that he grew up as is passionate about Boston in particular. so that's why he could bring that passion to this organization because if he loves the team and wants to see them succeed in his own heart as a fan, it can automatically bring some of that attitude and just optimism and enthusiasm to the Boston Red Sox. So that's a plus for him. He spent an eight-year major league playing career with four different teams, and then in 2017 joined the Phillies front office. So I think what's interesting about him is he has the experience as both a player and a front office executive. Um, So he has the viewpoint of both Um, I feel like it's very important for somebody who's in a front office type of role to have had that type of experience with being a player as well because they understand the struggles that come with being a Major League Baseball player and what it takes to really make it at that level. So by having him come in who's been an athlete and played – in major league baseball, he could offer a different type of perspective on what the Red Sox might need right now. So he can offer it from a player viewpoint and from a front office viewpoint. Um, one other thing about him that's good to note is the Red Sox actually nearly hired him in the as the manager in 2020 before Alex Cora returned to manage the team after his one year suspension. So after the 2020 season. Um, he was almost hired to be the manager. So it's a good sign that there was already some trust among the Red Sox with him because they wanted to hire him into that managerial role. And that also leaves him with some more qualifications maybe than some other front office executives have in terms of the fact that the Red Sox saw him as a good fit to manage the team. So therefore, he could be a good fit to be in the front office. Too, because he can bring skills from multiple capacities. So having been a player and having what the Red Sox felt like was the qualifications to be a good manager, obviously not all of those skills are what's going to be translatable to being in a front office position. But having that wide range of skills and expertise and being able to look at the game of baseball from different people's perspectives that are involved can serve somebody very well that's in a front office role. Um, he's obviously worked very closely with Dombrowski but also Gabe Kapler in Philadelphia. Um, so he's already familiar with people who have been around Boston before and can get some insight from them. One thing about Sam Fold that would be a little bit of a concern for me is that he's never run a team's baseball operations before. Um, so from that standpoint, it could be a little scary. Yes, he has experience being part of a front office. I mean, he played a role in building that Phillies team that had that what seemed to be a Cinderella run in 2022 and went all the way to the World Series. Um, So he has seen what a championship caliber team can look like when he saw them win the NL. So that could help paint a good picture in his head of the types of caliber players that he should be signing and obviously Dave Dombrowski although the way he went about it might not have been suitable to some fans did let's face it find a good amount of success when he was in Boston so he's learning under him so they're still learning he might have to do so I wonder if that would deter the Red Sox from wanting to hire him because of the lack of experience although it wouldn't be the first time that they've done it um so there's just a lot of, you know, question marks here. I feel like um, he is somebody who could provide a lot of value to this Red Sox team and most of all bring passion and heart because this is his hometown team that he grew up watching. I mean, Heim Bloom showed his inexperience during his tenure as chief baseball officer, and there were certain things that he just didn't know exactly how to handle. So the Red Sox might fear that fooled might be in that same situation where there are certain things that he doesn't really know how to handle from the standpoint of building a contending team. So that might be a knock I see against him, but there are pros to it. And I definitely feel like him working under Dave Dombrowski, he's been able to learn a lot of things about what it's like to run a baseball operations department. Um, so if he ends up being the guy, I hope Red Sox fans can support him. There's a lot of mixed feelings on Himes' departure. Um, some people wanted him to stay, some people wanted him to go. But I hope everybody can try to support whoever comes in, especially at the beginning, and give the person a chance to make the types of moves that are necessary to put this team back in contention. Because at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. We all want the Red Sox to be back to being a fun, competitive baseball team to watch that can be fighting for a World Series. So hopefully whoever comes in, if that's Sam Fold, can help do that. But please be patient with this person when they come in. Keep an eye on what happens over the next couple of weeks. Sam Fold is emerging as a top choice candidate for Boston. Coming up, I'm going to be talking about a player who captured the hearts of Boston Red Sox fans during his 2023 season in Boston. But what does this all mean for his possible return in 2024? Stay tuned because I will be talking about that next. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach is wasting the time of both the buyer and seller at every stage, especially when sellers are using shallow and outdated data. Your organization can overcome these challenges with technology that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to better outcomes, like more pipeline, higher win rates, and larger deals. We call this Deep Sales, and we built the first Deep Sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash on. That is linkedin.com slash locked on for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash locked on and get started. I'll tell you, I used to work in sales sales. So I personally appreciate and understand how difficult it is to be in that type of field and any resource I could use when I was in that position, I found to be super beneficial. So LinkedIn Sales Navigator can really help hook you up and make your job a lot easier if you are in the sales industry. Justin Turner captured the hearts of Boston Red Sox fans in the 2023 season. I It can enough really be said about him. He's just been everything the Red Sox imagined that he could provide and even more. I mean, he's just been so flexible when it comes to the lineup and being willing to play first base or DH or even play third base a couple times and just being willing to bounce around and do what needs to be done to put the team in the best place to succeed. He's batted 278 this season with 23 home runs, 30 doubles and 95 RBIs, um, ranking second only behind Raphael Devers in that category of RBIs. Um, he's just among the most reliable members of the team. I mean, he was one of the most consistent hitters the Red Sox had this season. And he's just somebody who you want to have on your team. I mean, from a clubhouse standpoint, he was a great leader for the lot younger players. I had Mass Live's Chris Cotillo on the show relatively recently, and he opened up to me saying that people around the clubhouse were calling Justin Turner the best leader that the team has ever had. And that's a powerful statement because there have been some great Leaders who have come through this Red Sox clubhouse. And if you think about all of the legends to wear the Boston Red Sox uniform, that really is telling and says a lot about Turner and the type of leader that he is. And for players like Tristan Casas, who's really finding himself and figuring out how to play first base effectively at the major league level, having somebody like Justin Turner to look up to, I'm sure has helped him to learn a lot. And I'm sure is part of the reason why he's grown and developed. As greatly as he has this season. So, having Justin Turner around, I think, made a huge difference in the clubhouse for the Boston Red Sox. Um, he opened up basically the other day and said his only goal every year is to be available every single day. And it's just the attitude that he has that he wants to be available and play as many games as he can, whether that's 162 or 62. Um, And that's always what he's going to be there for. And he's going to be there for the team to be in the best position as possible. Um, There's only so much, you know, you can say about him to really feel like you're giving it justice because there just isn't enough. Um, But he did sign a two year deal with the Red Sox going into this season. Year number two has a player option. So basically that means he can either choose to remain with the Red Sox and exercise that second year of the deal, or he can go and test the waters in free agency and see if there's a more enticing contract for him to take elsewhere. Or as I've been wondering in the back of my head, you know, does he retire? Does he just call it quits at this point? Because he's had a long and very successful career in the majors that's still to be determined. But when asked about the future, he said, He's not even thinking about it yet. It's for after the season is over, and he'll basically figure it out when that comes. Um, But he also said he loves playing in Boston and has had a great experience there. So it would be fantastic for him if he stays. I think he would come back unless he were to get an offer elsewhere that blows him out of the water? I mean, he is towards the tail end of his career now. Does he really want to be moving around now that he seems to have kind of found a home in Boston? And even for his wife, who I always see on Twitter talking about how much she loves Boston and the fan base and being around the Red Sox, does he really want to change their lives again, when he's at this point in his career, I'm really inclined to feel like not. And he's said that he's had a good experience in Boston, you know, with this organization. So the fact that he does makes me feel like he wants to stay. And I truly believe that if given the opportunity, he would choose to stay. And I think the Red Sox want him to stay. Um, They can make the decision basically and say, we want you to live out your contract with us, which I believe that they would. Um, But it's up to him at the end of the day. If he doesn't want to stay and he wants to go elsewhere, the Red Sox can't force him to stay. But in this situation, it is up to Turner because the team can try to sit here and convince him all they want. That he should stay. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it is Justin's choice. Do you want him to stay? I mean, I would love him to stay here for another year. I think it's obvious that he makes the Red Sox better, especially from a camaraderie standpoint. And it just makes sense to have him around. And he's truly helped with the development of a lot of the younger players. Um, so I'm all for Justin Turner staying for another year. His quote when he said, I'm not there yet, that's for the end of the season, to me, doesn't say anything really. I'm not moved by it. I think it's more him saying, you know, when the time comes, I'll reevaluate and maybe see what's out there, but I do love Boston. So he knows how much he'd be making if he were to come back to the Red Sox. But the question then becomes, is another team willing to pull the trigger and offer him more money than Boston is? Because then in that case, he might go if it's a significant amount more money, but the Red Sox have some time to convince him. And I think they will um, to keep him around for one more year to primarily DH and just be that guy who can guide players in the clubhouse, especially with the young talent they have and the young talent that's potentially coming up in the farm system in the next year. What if they're really going to contend in 2024? What if they're going to be aggressive in the off season to the point where they get to the point where they can be a true contending team come postseason time in 2024? Wouldn't you want somebody like that who really elevated that clubhouse vibe and made your team better because of his presence. I know I would want that. So the question now becomes, does Turner want that? I believe him when he says he loves Boston, but ultimately it's his choice at the end of the day. And if there's a better opportunity for him, then he'll pursue it. But I'm praying he decides to stay in Boston because I love him here. Coming up, I'm going to be discussing Tanner Houck, who was an award nominee for a special award um, related to Major League Baseball. So I'm going to be touching on that next. Modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment you need. Jace Medical is your solution. Just fill out their online form, and one of Jace Medical's board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then Jace will send your prescriptions to one of their partner pharmacies, where your order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. You can also send your physician a message for answers to treatment-related questions anytime. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using my code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medicalcom I'll tell you, having doctors and physicians readily available for you at any time has to feel good. I know I always appreciate doctors more when I don't have to be afraid to reach out at any time because I know they're going to be available. So that's why I'm happy to, you know, be in support of Jace Medical because they really do care about you and your health. Also, don't forget that Sirius XM does have you covered for all home broadcasts of every Red Sox game. Just download the SiriusXM app and search Red Sox and you can get the home broadcast for free of every game. So you don't have to miss a single pitch of Red Sox baseball, especially in 2024. I think it'll be a much better year and a lot less frustrating of a year. So you might want to gear up and not miss it. So download the SiriusXM app and it will take care of you and make sure that you don't have to miss a single pitch of any Red Sox game. The Roberto Clemente Award is an award that is given to a Major League Baseball player who best represents the game of baseball through positive contributions, both on the field and off, including sportsmanship and community involvement. So it's basically looking for somebody who's a good role model for the game of baseball, but also does things outside of the sport to really help their community and making an, a difference and make an impact to those who, who really need it. And so there's a player who gets nominated from each team every year. And then fans can vote on the winner through October 1st. So ballots are open now and people can go through and look at the stories and why the players got nominated and vote and vote from now through October 1st, the Red Sox nomination is Tanner Houck. Um, This guy has just worked hard since he started with Boston. He's never given up on making it in Major League Baseball, and it's really showing. And every time he takes the mound, his work ethic shows. He's constantly looking to improve and constantly trying to help do what's best for the team as a whole. So from a baseball standpoint, if you're a little kid looking to pursue baseball as a career or you want to be like a pitcher in Major League Baseball. Tanner Houck is absolutely a good role model for that because he demonstrates what hard work looks like. And even when he has a bad outing, he doesn't throw a tantrum about it. He keeps his cool and he just bounces back the next start and really gets to the root of why he did what he did and what can be fixed about it. So that's obviously commendable too that he's able to recognize that and fix his mistakes and be so willing to continue to do what he can to make himself better. And he's done bouncing around between the starting rotation and the bullpen for the Red Sox. And during all of that, he's never complained about making that transition. He's just taken it in stride and he's done it and he's come and shown up every day and done what he could to put his team in the best position to succeed. And that's absolutely really commendable for him, is being able to just show that he can really have that ability to um, just constantly be working hard and constantly improving. Outside of baseball, he's also a good role model for people. He's making an impact on the children of his adopted city. He has worked with a number of adoption charities. um, And the story behind it was he was getting ready to pitch in a game at Collinsville High School in 2011. And then his mom arrived with his newly adopted sister, Rihanna, in a stroller, which was a surprise to him. But it was the best surprise in the world. So from then on, he found a passion to basically help the foster and adoption community and help kids find loving homes. So while he was in the minors in 2018, he created Pitch for Adoption, which basically is a campaign that raises funds to help place children who have gone through abuse into loving homes and find permanent homes. Um, And he also built a relationship with Home for Little Wanderers, which is the oldest U.S. child welfare agency in the country, He's just done so much work with um, kids who have had a rough childhood or haven't really had a loving home and tries to help them find the best situation for them. He's visited children at homes for those who've experienced trauma, and he's welcomed children and staff members to Fenway Park monthly to watch batting practice from the field and then watch the game. Um, so... He loves to make an impact. He loves to help kids and he's constantly looking for ways to improve the, the lives of children. Um, there are so many kids out there who could use loving homes and could use being adopted. And I have a friend who's super passionate about this as well. And she knows that eventually when she wants to have kids, she wants to adopt and give some of those kids a loving home which I think is absolutely so commendable and one of my neighbors growing up they were foster parents and they took in a child who had had a very very rough childhood and basically his mom had lost custody um and they took him in and then ended up adopting him they fell in love with him he fell in love with them and they adopted him and now he's doing so well the kid is high school age now and he's just supported he's loved he's doing really well and The family life and the family situation can really impact a child's urge, desire, and ability to succeed later on in life. And the fact that Tanner Houck goes out of his way outside of baseball to make a difference in the lives of children is not only commendable, but also probably so rewarding to him knowing that he's making a difference and it hits close to home for him with the story about his adopted sister. So. If there's something personally in your life that you can connect to that drives you to do something so big and so positive for other people, it'll allow you to want to continue to keep doing that. So there's a lot of reasons why Tanner Houck deserves the Roberto Clemente award, um, but he's just done so much to be a good role model for young baseball players and just kids in general. And when you think of somebody who you want to be more like, or you think just really carries themselves with such maturity and such um, respect and just such grace, you think of Tanner Houck as one of those names with the Boston Red Sox. And when you read stories about him and the charities that he's impacted and what he's been involved with to help children. You can't help but smile because you just know how good of a guy he is and just how deserving he is of the award. So I'm sure every nominee is deserving of it, but these are the primary reasons why he is the nominee for the Boston Red Sox this year, because he's always going out of his way to help kids and you know, kids deserve loving homes. They really do. And unfortunately, sometimes their situations don't allow for it to be that way in their homes. So if we as a society can make even a little bit of a difference in these kids' lives, it goes so much longer of a way with them than you even realize. And it's a long-term, lifelong thing. It makes a lifelong difference for kids. So I'm proud of Tanner Houck. I'm proud of everything that he's done. I can't think of a more deserving person from this Boston Red Sox team to be the Roberto Clemente Award nominee for the Boston Red Sox. Hopefully he wins, but I'm sure even if he doesn't, whoever does win is a great choice for the award as well. On that note, as always, keep the faith. One more week to go, my friends. One more week to go of the 2023 Boston Red Sox season. And whether you're happy or sad about that or maybe a mix of both, you'll still find yourself missing them after this weekend. I promise you that. So keep the faith. Enjoy it while you can. Let's go Red Sox, and I will catch you on the flip side.